0: welcome to the new mind creator podcast episode number 123 interview with Artisha tyson bolding i'm your host maurice the new mind creator Remember to subscribe to my podcast so that you can receive alerts when new episodes are available each week on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I ask that you support my podcast by pledging monthly or your one-time donation. Also, don't forget to share your favorite episodes. Please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter, Maurice Flournoy, and Facebook, New Mind Creator. Artisha is a Georgia-based author and empowerment coach. She's the head of t Bold Media Group. She is also best known for her loud belly laughs and her love of truth. As a speaker and consultant, T has spent the last decade providing relationship and spiritual advice to clients, friends, and even groups of teenagers. Since her early days at Howard University impacting people, Has been a serious passion for this lipstick chick. In 2018, she was given a death sentence. A major health crisis and misdiagnosis rocked her to the core. But it was this experience that enlightened and ignited her. She is also the host of Bold Journeys podcast. So, Tisha, how old were you when you realized you had a good singing voice? Oh,
1: goodness. I would probably say maybe seven or eight. I would always be, whether it was at home or with uh, my aunts. My mom worked a lot, so I spent a lot of time with my aunts and my grandmom. And I would always be singing to the top of my lungs, even in the yard. So um, I think they just kind of bore with me. I didn't have a great voice, but I had a strong voice. And so I was always the musical kid.
0: <laughs> so did your parents or do your parents sing or anyone in your family?
1: That is a talent that has greatly bypassed my family. I have one uncle who has an amazing voice. He is i am um, very active in his church and he's been a part of the male chorus my entire life. So when there's a special event or unfortunately a funeral, he's our go-to guy, but he's literally the only one.
0: Wow, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of those gifts that skip generations, you know?
1: I think so. And then on the other end, my husband, they got a double dose. He and his brother, who are only about two years apart, wonderful singing voices, both of them.
0: Mm, interesting. So mm-hmm. you, where did your love of movies come from?
1: As a family, when we were younger, we would always have family time around uh, the TV. And it was a special occasion when we, you know, as a family, would go out to the movies. Like one of my most fond childhood memories is when my mom took me to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And to this day, that, that is one of my favorite movies. I, I watch it over and over again. So very, very young, just kind of the fantasy, the mystery, the story from movies piqued my interest, and I I hold that today as well.
0: I know. There are not many movies I can watch over and over again. It has to be, like, really good. Okay, uh uh-huh. And the movie, the two movies, there are others too, but two that come to mind that are my two all-time favorite movies is the Shawshank Redemption, okay, uh, with um, that's Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins, and The Sin of a Woman with Al Pacino. I could very watch those movies over and over again. Have you ever heard of them?
1: Yes, I've seen both of those, and I have to say, Maurice, those are very good choices. So good, good job <laughs> with that. And see. you know interesting I um I don't I didn't pursue you know music as an adult but music is still a big part of who I am and my two favorite movies top two of all time are Purple Rain which you know that's Prince like that's literally my number one and the second one is um you know kind of a cult classic Crush Groove the, Ooh. you know, the story of Russell Simmons and him, you know, what became Def Jam, two favorite movies of all time.
0: Wow. Those are some wonderful choices as well. Haven't seen oh, those yeah. in a while. Yeah. <laughs> the Classics. So it's yes. interesting how, you know, our upbringing and the things we've experienced shape us. Like, I think some things are within us naturally that we were born with. But Mm -hmm. then the environment and the different experiences that we have sculptures that thing within us. So, uh, yeah. So how do you, how does someone go about gaining clarity and centering their soul? Because there are things throughout our lives that could get us off course so easily, you know, just tragic events or just life itself. And uh, how how could someone go about gaining that clarity and and centering their soul?
1: My and that is totally my business. That's my messaging to everyone that you have to invest in yourself. You have to take the time, get still, get quiet and really think about the path of your life. That's where that clarity is going to come in. And what I found out working with clients and even chatting with friends and family is that many of us, especially women, we are afraid to say out loud what it is that we really want. You know, we have um, children that come along and they reshape the focus of home life and everything. Right. We have different things that go on at our jobs whether it's you know promotion or lack thereof whether it's you know relocation things like that whatever may be happening with the boss all of those things impact our life our stress level our mental capacity and processing but we have to take the time to say okay where am I where do I want to be and what is it that I really love? Because I believe there's absolutely nothing more important in the world than knowing your purpose and going after it. So that's the best investment that anyone can make. And I encourage people to write it down, whether it's you know old school pen and paper or typing it into your device. And just being authentic and true to yourself of, okay, this is what I want. How can I map out a path to get there?
0: Great. So why do you believe, you mentioned this during your um, response, why do you think women are afraid to say what they want?
1: I think that we are wired to nurture. And I think that in doing that so many times, which... I agree as a fundamental principle that we should be more selfless as humans. We should be more selfless, willing to serve others. But What I found in my work and even with dealing with my personal relationships of my friends and family is that we as women many times get so bought into and so invested in the care and success of others. We literally forget about ourselves. I can use myself as an example. I don't have birth children. I just have fur babies. So I've always really, really thrown myself into my work. When I was younger, it was my education. When I became an adult, it was my work. And I've worked largely with uh, nonprofits before I went out on my own. And it was to the point, I noticed patterns in myself. It was to the point where coworkers would have to drag me from my desk, like, come on T, you haven't had lunch, like it's almost 2.30, 3 o'clock, like, you know, why are you just pushing so hard working, and so, you know, I had things that I wanted to get done, deadlines and everything, but that's just a small example, I wasn't taking care of myself, I would sit at my desk for hours on end, no break or no nothing. Just trying to get work done for something that, if I'm honest with you, Maurice, wasn't even feeding me. Like it was really just a job, not my dream at all. It was just where I went to work every day. So I think as women in our, wi- in our wiring, <clears throat> the nurture and care that it plays out like that sometimes. I don't know why completely it is, but I see it too often.
0: hmm so uh, gaining clarity and centering a person's soul is really um, a good foundation of a person's inner being. So how would you define a person's soul?
1: <clears throat> oh, wow. What a loaded question. <laughs> Your soul, um, in my research and as far as what I believe, is um, a combination of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So, the thoughts that we have, the pursuits that we want to go after, and then the feelings about them. I think that's what comprises the soul.
0: Mm, okay, interesting definition. So, what types <clears> of <throat> what types of fear had you did you have to overcome in your life? Well,
1: absolutely. It was a fear of failure, you know, letting down and or embarrassing my family in terms of not being able to uh, achieve a level of success um, at the time, you know, corporately. So I was really, really driven by doing all that I could to be successful in whatever position that I had with whatever company or organization, <clears throat> please, excuse me. And the other thing was I always had an entrepreneurial streak. Like it was always there, but it was just really under the radar. And if I'm honest, I was afraid to launch out on my own because I really liked the security of having a check like I know there's going to be a check in the bank every 2 weeks. I know I'm going to have those medical benefits. That security and that tradition, that kept me locked in for quite some time and um it you know it really impacted my life in a way that I I'm just saying this, I believe a combination of those things really led me into a form of depression. I think my soul was sick because of the fear that I held inside.
0: So who in your family also shares that entrepreneurial spirit and drive?
1: It, you know what? It goes back to my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather owned a sort of general store, in our hometown of Augusta, Georgia years ago. And it it was really weird how it got passed along because it didn't go to any of the women in the family, but it wound up going to a stepfather of uh, one of the daughters. So um, it was as if, you know, my great-grandmother, when my great-grandfather passed, it was, uh, looked upon that, you know, she shouldn't be managing this. It should be managed and held by a man. So that was, you know, years and years ago. Then moving forward a few generations, my mother has always had that drive as well. Over the years, my mother has, um, you know, sold different, um, Fashion lines, she has done, you know, the handbag thing. She has done um, resales of clothing that you could get online, you know, kind of mostly servicing women and things like that. So that hustle and that, um, you know, wanting to serve people and bring something to the marketplace, if you will, that was kind of ingrained in me
0: as well. So, what are some reasons that you believe during your experience in interacting with people, trying to help them, uh, people choose to stay in their fear and not push past it in order to reach their destiny? Because anytime we have an obstacle, there's always something mm-hmm. that is desirable just over that obstacle.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what, And, and this is why I absolutely love your work, and I love even the name of the show, because I believe that battles are fought and won in the mind. And I believe that many of us get stuck in a defeatist mentality of why should I even try? It's probably not going to work out. You know, we think about Murphy's Law. Something is going to go wrong. I don't even need to attempt this. It's it's like, you know, the devil I know versus the one I don't like. I don't like where I am, but at least I know this. So I'll just deal with this. And, you know, come what may, I might as well just stay right here. That That is what I see more often than not. And it pains me.
0: Yeah, that is sad to see. And sometimes others can see put the potential in you that you don't see. Because often when that usually happens is that person lacks self-confidence as well. Yes. So we we need to develop our confidence. We need to develop our self-esteem. Yes. It's not, someone, it's not something that someone could give us. But we have to foster that within ourselves. What do you say?
1: I completely agree with that. You have to be self-driven. And what I found is when you are bold enough to say it, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to go after. I believe that this is my unique assignment in the earth because every one of us has one, whether we know it or not. We all have a unique assignment. We are all sent here by purpose and for a purpose. So, I believe once you get into that mindset that the resources will find you. It may not, you know, just be on your doorstep when you wake up in the morning, but when you put it out there, I do believe resources find you I believe people come alongside you and you can start to build your tribe to make those things happen because that is a part of our universal system that's how it's supposed to work
0: true I know that I and I believe too just to add on that our inner experience our inner rhythm that which we permeate when we walk into a room. Mm-hmm. Anytime you walk into a room, you can feel the energy within that room. Mm-hmm. So that thing that we carry around with us, our mindset, it draws people to us or it propels people away from us. Absolutely. So if we're constantly receiving certain types of people that we do not want to be in our inner circle or circumference, we have to go to ourselves. What are we thinking? And if I go to myself, then I become empowered because that means I could do something differently to change my life. But as long as I look at other people, I will never change.
1: That Oh, that is exactly right. I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't have said it better myself. And so many times in other areas and other venues We're kind of, you know, grasping for power and looking for control. But the greatest power that you have is the power over yourself. You can't control what people do to you or say to you, but you can control how you respond. You can control how you react and you can control what you do with that information because it's all, like you said, energy reception and it's all information. What are you going to do with the knowledge that you just gained? You had a blow up, you know, with a family member. You had a, a incident with a coworker. Okay, you just learned something from that. What did you learn? What are you going to do with that information? What are you going to do differently? What does this mean for you now? That's how I approach things.
0: So, what you had a pretty interesting event that happened in your life. It, I could say even life changing. So. What happened that landed you in the ICU in 2018 for 10 days?
1: Uh, it was so awful and so sudden and absolutely the scariest thing that I've ever lived through. But I'm so grateful to be here to tell the story. So it actually uh, began in the fall of 2017, Um, age 37. I had never been hospitalized for anything. I never even so much broke a bone as a kid. So to be Thanksgiving 2017, so actually I was 38 by that time, birthday had passed. And Thanksgiving 2017, I was in the hospital for the first time ever. I was going into respiratory failure. Something was going on with my heart and I just could not breathe. I didn't know what was going on. Like I said, no history, no even family history of that. And what they found out is that um, I have something, um, the diagnosis that they gave me is pulmonary hypertension, which in other words, my heart has to work overtime because the airways in my lungs are constricted. They don't know what actually caused it, but um, so I was in the hospital in November of 2017 and then get this, back in there, January, March, and May of 2018 with these episodes. Doctors couldn't nail down. I was on a ton of medicine and even an actual oxygen tank for a while. Super, super scary, but The 10-day hospital stay, which consisted of five days in the actual ICU, I flatlined, had to be resuscitated. And it was just an absolute life-changing moment for myself, my husband, and my immediate family because everything changed. I could no longer work. Um, You know, at one time, my mom um, became my primary caregiver. Because my husband had to go to work. And it, it, when I, I'm laughing now, it was definitely not funny when it was happening. Because I literally thought I was dying. So my lungs, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. My lungs were in such bad shape and my heart was working overtime. So I actually went into congestive heart failure. And I literally thought that I was going to die. Like I expected that that was the end. I was saying, okay. Whoever loves me needs to come see me because I'm just saying goodbye. It's going to be over. Very sad state of affairs. But thank God for the people that he has in place. There was um, a doctor at a particular hospital in um, in my hometown that I had never been to before. And he had the wisdom to refer me to another hospital with a particular um, pulmonary lung support program, and with the proper treatment, I am doing much much better. Thankfully, I'm um, not on as much medication. But in that hospital bed, Maurice, I knew once I kind of got past the you know the few days where everything was super cloudy, and I honestly thought it was over. Once I got past that. Once I got released from the actual ICU part and I was in the um, downgraded hospital room, I said, okay, I've been rescued. I have to impact the world. It's, I said, you know, life as I know it is over. There's going to be a new woman leaving this hospital than the one that came in. And so I have made it my mission to help folks live fulfilled and on purpose. I literally began journaling in the hospital and I haven't looked back since.
0: That's um wow, that's a really life-changing <clears throat> life-changing situation that you experience and to see how things turned out is really good you know you're here i know your family loves you and friends and you know makes the sunshine even brighter i'm sure that's right (laughs) yeah so how do you think this experience this experience rather affected your mindset completely changed it completely changed
1: it let me tell you I was working at the time on a nuclear power plant construction site. Okay. It was one of the highest paying jobs in the area, you know, outside of like the highest levels of government, which I would not be in, but you know, for kind of lay people like us very well paying. And um, it, you know, it was kind of the boys club and I had to have the steel toe boots and all of that deal. But, I was, you know, being able to take care of bills and things like that, I was able to, you know, do more at Christmas time. I was able to, you know, buy a little bit nicer things, but I was completely neglecting my family and I was not operating in my purpose. I was working 50 and 60 hours per week and when I was not at work, I didn't want to do anything but sleep. I, you know, at that time I did, I was there for a little less than two years, about 18 months actually, before I got ill. Um, You know, I wasn't spending any time with my family. I wasn't keeping in touch with my friends. And I knew something was wrong when one of my very closest friends, her birthday's on Halloween. So it's almost like, how can you forget? Halloween came and went and she sent me a kind of, you know, nice, nasty text like, well, hey, how are you and how am I? I just had a birthday and I, I was floored. I was floored. I realized that I had become completely distracted and detached. So my life now and then is really night and day. And I, you know, I hate to say that, I'll, you know, I'm thankful that I went through it because it was very painful very tiresome, very emotional, that process to healing and where I am now. But it was that low point. It was that crisis that really was the wake up call for me. And so I've done a complete 180. Like I live my life now how I know it was always meant to be, which is serving others, totally inside out, not concerning myself with what I need, I want so much but what I need and I want is to serve and help others and my, my affairs always fall, fall in line when I am helping and serving others, that's what I know
0: So were you aware of how your work was affecting your family and friends before your friend texted you?
1: i think somewhere in the back of my mind I was and I chose to ignore it because I was giving everybody the speech you know don't call me at this time I'm gonna be at work and don't call me at this time because I'm gonna be asleep (laughs) so the time and the access window was very slim and another sign that I knew Um, you know, we talked about movies earlier. I, I love movies and I feel like it's almost sacrilegious to go to a movie theater, pay to see the movie and then fall asleep. I think that's one of the most awful things you can do. And I began to do that. So I knew something wrong. I mean, I was just tired all the time. And I was thinking that it was the schedule because Um, in addition to 50, 60 hour weeks, I was working that third shift. When I started the job, I was working from 6 PM to 6 AM and I had a 45 minute commute one way each way. So it was, it was the pits. It really, really was. And I knew that the people that love me the most weren't going to throw me away, but that energy that interaction was completely different and it was not, it was not for the better. It was, it was for the worse.
0: So did your parents model success or this work ethic that you have when you were a kid?
1: Yes, absolutely. My um, dad was not around a lot. He and I do not speak at all. Now, Um, unfortunately, if I needed to get in contact with him, I wouldn't even know how to. So it's been mom, Pretty much my whole life, from you know, from a four from four to forty, I just turned forty. So from you know the age of four, it's just really been mom, and she has always been very self driven, very hard working, and she has been an excellent provider. And so that was definitely ingrained in me. I without you know having to have any speech or lectures, I saw that modeled for me. And that was something that I, you know, I took pride in. And I knew that, you know, if mom could do it, I could do it. And believe it or not, talking about a full circle moment, the construction site that I was working at, that was uh, my last kind of corporate, traditional uh, position. My mom, when I was a little girl, so literally uh, 35 years prior She worked at that same site in another um, in another area. And it was groundbreaking when she was there as well as myself. So how about that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is interesting. (laughs) Have you always like wanted to become an author?
1: Yes, that has long been a dream of mine because I maybe like most people, but I fancy myself very interesting. I've had a lot of very interesting things happen to me in life through, you know, teenagehood, through college, and absolutely as an adult. And as I'm living through these moments, and I'm recalling them reminiscing and thinking about them, I just know in myself that it's a very interesting story that Um, their lessons in but it's also you know kind of entertaining funny so I always knew that I had a story that I wanted to share with the world unbeknownst to myself that in my late 30s I would have such a big crisis that really you know would be something that would shape how I presented myself to the world and would add to what I had to share so um Again, working so many hours across different organizations and then at the height with that last position at the construction site, um, I just did not make time for that. And I am thankful that I was able, um, in dealing with health challenges, I was able to take some time and get still and really begin that work that is now helping so many people.
0: So how many books have you written? Just the two.
1: Two books that I am very, very excited about. The, and they're both been released this year. So I've been a busy little bee. <laughs> yes. Uh, this past May, I released uh, my first book, uh, which is a faith-based book. It's called Journal for Your Journey. And it's uh, 31 days of prayer to center your soul. So it is an actual journal where there are daily affirmations and prayers, there are scripture references and encouraging things that you can read and speak to yourself. And so with each affirmation and prayer, Uh, I encourage my readers and clients to make note of, you know, the energy that they're feeling, the things that they are sensing at the time and also request, um, you know, on a faith level, on a self-development and even spiritual development level, what does the reader want to see happen um, that day, that week and to date it and track it down. So I actually have had um, folks who have used it as um, a weight loss tracker, a goal tracker, and even kind of a tracker slash gauge with things that they were trying to do in their relationship. So the feedback has been really amazing with that. And so that's been really well. I'm really happy about that. And the second book I just released um, at the end of September uh, at a conference that I was attending. And it's called Induction to Power. And it's the mindset book. So um, right in line with the work that you're doing. And on the subtitle of the book is Break Up the Darkness in Your Life, Burst with Light, and Walk in Purpose. So it talks about Uh, a few of the things that I shared with us today, which is each of us having a unique assignment and purpose and going after that. And it's really um, a good quick read for folks on a personal development journey and even a professional development journey, whether they may be looking to do a career change or uh, become an entrepreneur or even an aspiring author which I've had a lot of folks reach out to me about. So those are my uh two projects that I've put out this year and um not to say of course I'm a little bit biased being the author but it's uh, it's, it's good stuff I have to say.
0: <laughs> so where can people find your books?
1: Um, the journal for your journey, um, has gone a little further. So of course they can get it from me. Um, I prefer that cause I like to kind of put my hands on folks and, um, you know, and just send that love and energy out to them <clears throat> so they can order directly from us on my website, which is tboldmedia.com. That's the letter T then boldmedia.com you can get everything there and for those who um would prefer or fancy an ebook version of the journal that is also available on both Amazon and um Barnes and Noble um and that's journal for your journey and the new book induction to power that right now is exclusively available from me on uh, T-Bold Media Dot com, And, you know, I get folks that get in touch with me all everywhere. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. It's just at Artesia Bolding on both of them. And if folks just want to shoot me um, a note or email inbox, then um, I take orders that way as well.
0: So why, how did your life go or what was the trajectory that led you into becoming an empowerment coach? My experience
1: with my personal 180 going from, you know, working in a soulless job for me, I'm not saying anything against the project or the people, God bless them. But as far as what I was able to offer the world in terms of why I know I was sent here from that to what I'm doing now which is my purpose, helping others, helping, again, the career change, the aspiring authors, the folks who want to pursue entrepreneurship. That is why I got into coaching because, again, I know that by me being so distracted and just really off pace, I think my soul being sick really played out in my body. And so my goal is to help folks avoid that. You know, life and the universe has a way of getting our attention. So I want to be the attention getter. I don't want someone else to have to be at the hospital bed before they can take that time to get still and really explore what it is that they could and should be doing. So that's my mission
0: great mission by the way thank Um, you yeah so what was it like for you to attend the historic howard university
1: amazing absolutely best time of my life besides now i'm really enjoying life now because i'm enjoying what i'm doing but that was an amazing experience i really I mean, from the moment I stepped on the campus, I felt like I had a new family. My professors were like, you know, uncles and grandfathers and aunties and grandmas. I was really cared for. I was really challenged and I was really educated. I was taught history. I was taught economics. I was taught uh, you know, community responsibility, and even with the global community, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world. And, of course, there were tons of great parties as well. Maurice, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So were, did any of your family attend that school as well, or were you the first person? Um,
1: Believe it or not, both my mom and my sister actually did certificate programs at Howard University. They both um, had a history in working in um, early childhood development. And Howard has always had a pretty strong program there. Um, But I am the first to get uh, a four-year degree from Howard.
0: Oh, so you earned that through high school? Uh,
1: So um, my... First high school that I went to was literally right across the street from Howard, like right across Georgia Avenue, Banneker High wow. School, which I wound up leaving that school. But, um, they the program that Mom and uh, my sister did was a um, it was a secondary education program, so they had graduated high school, but they got um, college credit through a certificate program. It wasn't a it wasn't a two year um, associates or a bachelor's it was a um, certificate
0: program gotcha mm-hmm. gotcha so uh could you tell me to tell the audience the name of your company again it's t
1: bold media which is um a play on my name but uh yes it's t bold media
0: and what services do you provide there i know you're an empowerment coach But what all services, all of the services you provide?
1: So in addition to uh, the books, I have other products. I I launched T-Bold Tees, which is um, a line of T-shirts. I do custom work. I'm actually working on a T-shirt for um, a girlfriend of mine right now. So it has um, empowerment messaging on the shirts. It has some faith messaging and different things like that. That's available on the site um, in addition to the books. And I'm also a fellow podcaster, Maurice. You know that, but we didn't tell the audience. And they can access um, the Bold Journeys podcast also on tboldmedia.com or if they um, Google Bold Journeys, and that's spelled with double Zs. Um, But on my show, I take a unique look at current events, pop culture, entertainment, and politics. And, um, I always have the undercurrent of it is the mindset piece of it, the messaging and, um, the spiritual angle of what's going on in the world around us. So we have fun on that show. And, um, and I also offer a one-on-one coaching for, um, folks who need assistance with their personal development professional and spiritual development and um some not a lot but some um relationship uh development as
0: well sounds like a really interesting podcast i know people are going to check it out uh, for sure how now do you have any social media besides i know your website
1: yes i am on um facebook and instagram and um both of those are at artisha bolding which is a r t i s h a bolding b o l d i n g and when we promote this then we know we'll make sure that folks can get in touch with me and all of my socials are public like i'm i want folks to know that i'm an ally i love to hear from you i love to help people and yes you know i paid clients are good but I don't want all of my interactions to be transactional I really really want to help people so folks can reach out to me anytime
0: so to end I always ask my guests this question because I believe as the interview even this question adds value as well so what's your one to grow on meaning what piece of valuable information would you like to leave our listeners with?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Um, I would have to say that we, you know, we know the status of the world that we live in. It's a lot going on. But what I want to leave the listeners with today is the fact that we can't become so well-adjusted to our culture that we fit into it without even thinking, but instead we need to fix our attention on our purpose and that is when we'll truly be empowered and changed from the inside out.
0: Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflournoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.